This is an absolutely awesome time. This is an absolutely awesome day uh, to be in the house of God. And listen, I'm like so energized because I feel like everything that I taught last year, every sermon that I taught last year was setting me up for this moment. God has a really interesting way of like making you feel like you've lost. He has a really good way of making you feel like something was stolen. He has a really good way of making, like not making you feel like you're alone, but then it's a setup for you thought that you were alone, but I got you. And I think that I was set up for this moment. So I thank our pastors for setting me up. Uh, I give honor to my beautiful wife. But if you're ready for the word, clap once. Let's get into it. Let's jump right in. Let's go to Genesis 1.14. Now listen, this is going to be the anchor scripture for this, this, not just the word of the year, but like every sermon that we go into, and it's not just a year, right? It's, it's a season. Like we don't just cut off the word of God once December 31st, 2020, 2021 happens, right? Like some of y'all are praying and fasting and consecrating on a word that God gave your granddaddy in 1934. You know what I'm saying? So like we don't, we don't, we don't put timestamps on, on, on these, but we, but we give them power. So our word of the year this year is manifest, but I want to read to you the scripture of how we're going to be building for this next year. Are you ready, AWC? Let's do it. Genesis 1, 14 through 15. It says, then God said, let lights appear in the sky to separate the day from the night. The funny thing about Genesis 1, 14 is that this is the only time in Genesis where God speaks twice about a thing he created. God said, let there be light in Genesis 1, Correct. Then in Genesis 1.14, he starts to give what he created, purpose and meaning. There are some things that we said last year one time, but I think that God wants our words to wash over it again to give it purpose and meaning. We're going to get there in a second. I'm, I'm telling you this word is for you. Then God said, let lights appear in the sky to separate the day from the night. Let them be signs to mark the seasons, days and years. Let these lights in the sky shine down on the earth. Now, listen, this is the title of my sermon, this next part. So I'm going to read that part again. And when I get to that last phrase, I want you to shout it at the top of your lungs and type it in the chat. And if you capping, I see you right here. I know all y'all. Here we go. Then God said, let lights appear in the sky to separate the day from the night. Let them be signs to mark the seasons, days, and years. Let these lights in the sky shine down on the earth. And the title of today's sermon is, and that is what happened. There's a lot of stuff that you were talking about last year and it didn't happen. There were a lot of things that I wanted to happen last year and I spoke to it, but my faith was not in alignment with the words that were coming out of my mouth. There are a lot of things that I thought were vision, but it was just something that I saw. And I don't know how many of you guys know that God doesn't fulfill what you see. He only fulfills the vision that you have. So there's this concept that God has in his word that whenever he created anything, he spoke to it first. And then if it was necessary, he put his hands on it. Somebody type that on the chat. Somebody in the room like, I got to put my hands on some stuff this year. Like manifesting isn't just saying a prayer and hoping that God fulfills it and makes it happen. Manifesting is going to take some things for you to do it. So this is our word of the year, AWC. This is what we are going to be writing out for this season. I'm sorry, the word of the season. So I want to explain to you what this word means. So when we look at the word manifestation, the definition is to display or show by one's own acts or appearance demonstrated. Many times when we think of the word manifestation, uh, you can think of this word called magic. Magic is basically sleight of hand. Magic is when you do a trick to try to like trick the person's eyes. But the funny thing about God is that he's never tricked anyone. Yeah. 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 God doesn't believe in magic, 
Like AWC, if you're a kingdom citizen, we don't believe in luck. We believe in blessings. I believe that anything and everything good that happened in my life, there is a God that ordained it in the beginning and the manifestation of the earth. So if I'm experiencing it now, that means that God has already planned it in succession. So we don't believe in magic. When we start to talk about this word manifestation, we're not doing things to move the hand of God. What we're doing is we're getting in the hand that's already moving. I don't know if you know it, but since the beginning of time, God has literally been orchestrating every day of your life, and he stands in every single one of them cheering you on. Manifestation is when you take your spirit and you put it in a physical body and you literally take yourself to that moment. So that means that if you're not married, in the manifestation of the Holy Spirit, you are. If you don't have the degree, if you manifest it in your spirit and you get in right alignment with Christ, then you already have the degree. You want to know how I know this? Because multiple times in the Bible, God had to call things that weren't as though they were, but he believed that they were before they were even there. Chairs don't exist. Trees do. So in our lives as Christians, we can ask God to be making things for us when he's actually given us the materials. We're kingdom citizens. So once God tells you that you're supposed to build a chair, he started building trees. He didn't create an instruction manual. I'm coming for the people of God this morning. We are just like God. God didn't have a mold or instructions to create us, which means that if you're waiting for a plan, the plan is already in you. I'm going to show you that in the word today. So manifestation is something that is theoretical made real. Can you say that with me? Something that is theoretical made real. It's something spiritual that becomes real. It is as said to be a manifestation. We see it multiple times in the Bible where somebody either heard from the voice of God, they decided to act, and once they got finished with what they were acting upon, God showed up. But what we believe, and while we're going to be in this 21 days of consecration, is going to be this type of thing, where we are literally going to take our spirits and be in alignment with Christ, and the things that we want are going to match with the power of God. What, how exciting would that be if what you wanted was what, what, what God wanted and it actually happened? What if every time that you thought of something, God's will came up behind it and it actually happened? Pastor Martin said last week that it would get to the point that if something didn't work out, you would be more frustrated that it didn't work out than if it did. What if we walked into hospitals this year and when somebody didn't get well, we got frustrated? Like, wait a minute, this is supposed to work all the time, so what's going on? Because AWC, I want to make sure you know this. We've been manifesting for years. This has been the word that's been on Pastor Martin's mind and heart and Pastor Linnell's mind and heart for years. So AWC, I don't know if you know this, but your generosity and, and, your, and your faith when you're, with your giving, we were manifesting in the earth before 2021, okay? Like, 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 we were in the hospitals. Like, we were taking care of beaten and battered women. Like, we were giving people food. But the church is only so big. What if each and every one of us was able to manifest? manifest God's goodness in the other people's lives. So with agreement and obedience, what you see in the spirit can and will show up in your life. And I'm not just going to proclaim that with, the, with my words. We're going to use the word of God. Are you ready? So knowing that there are a lot of people that are coming into AWC, there are a lot of people that are coming into the Capital C Church. Like there are certain Bible stories that I'm learning like I could talk about and just like gloss over because you would assume that everybody knows them. Like, people don't necessarily know about David and Goliath. 
Like they know the names, but they don't know the story. They think that David and Goliath is where David's life ends. Like they don't know that there's like more to the story, right? People think that Jesus just died on the cross. Like that's great, but he did so much more with his life before and after. People don't necessarily know who Jonah was, right? But like all of these men, all of these great women in the Bible, like the story that they wrote in the Bible wasn't their entire life. We might not even know if God manifested himself in their life bigger because it was never accounted for. So David kills Goliath. David becomes king. But what if there was a story before David became king? Like, like, like there's, there's, there's so much more. Look at your neighbor. Write it out. Like, there's more to my story. Some of y'all, God did some major amazing things last year that you didn't even tell nobody about. And when I say big and major things, I mean like people in your, in your family were dead literally and came back to life. Some of you were dealing with, with things that were happening in your spiritual or, or like your sexual orientation or drugs and addiction and God freed you. And you were so catastrophically traumatized by how good, good God was that you just celebrated by yourself for 365 days. What if we got to the point where God manifested something in us? It wasn't about sharing with them, but it was about building an altar to glorify our God. So there's this story in the Bible that I've I've been reading it wrong forever. Somebody say forever. And I got a little bit of a revelation that I'd like to share with you. So there's this story about this man. And they say that as he lived his life, uh, he built this thing called a boat. We we call it an ark. Right? And this ark, as you see, was 450 feet long. They say that it can literally fit in a football stadium. And at the time... It fit all of the animals and his family, and then God caused it to rain, and there was a flood, and and this guy named Noah is used by God, but in the first, like, three or four chapters of Noah's story, you never hear Noah respond back to God. He's given instructions, he's moving, he's doing things, and it almost goes to say that the story of Noah is not so much about the ark, but it was more about Noah knew when to speak and when not to. Noah knew when I need to say something and when I need to put my hands to something. Noah could have spent his entire time. This is the entire sermon right here. Noah could have spent his entire time praising God about the word. Oh, I'm going to build an ark. I'm going to build an ark. But at some point in time, Noah had to pick up a hammer. Who who am I talking to? Because the people in the room quiet. I'll I'll talk to y'all. Like, At some point in time, the vision that God gave you in 1984, you're going to have to put your hands to it. 2021 is the year that we are called, the season that we are calling manifestation where we're not just going to praise God about what he's going to do. We're going to praise it once it's actually happened. So this is my first point. And they're going to keep this thing up. Isn't that beautiful? How something can be so masterful. How something can be so beautiful, but it has to come from your hands. Somebody type that out. Like what God wants to do with my life, it's going to start with what comes from my hands. This is why we have to write out the vision and make it plain. This is why you need a business plan on paper. This is why you need to cut your head out and put it on the body that you want. This is why you need to drive by the house and take some of the snow off of that house and put it in the freezer so that you know every time I look at this ice clump, it's the house that I'm going to live in. That's the reason why you need to go to Gerber and take a picture of a baby. And if it's a little chocolate baby, you need to put a white face on it, whatever you are, whatever it is, and say, this is my child and name it. Because God blesses the plans of men that are finished. He blesses the plans of, of people that are finished. God didn't create light and like, God did not create light and all the different things in the earth. The minute that he said it, it was already created in his heart and he believed it. We have to start believing with our words before they come out. 
So here we go. My point number one. Somebody say vision is desperately looking for someone to claim it. Now let's go backwards. Noah, Noah comes from a lineage of Adam. Remember what I had a conversation with you guys a couple weeks ago where we see Adam fall with Eve, correct? Once Adam falls with Eve in the garden, right, they get kicked out of Eden. Eden is a, is a place that's beautiful. Eden is a place that is gorgeous. Eden is a place that is, that is the first place that is flowing with milk and honey, but that's another sermon for another day. Adam lives 930 years after he is kicked out of Eden. 930 years of turmoil because remember what the Lord said to him in Genesis. He says that you're going to toil. You're going to work this ground and nothing's going to come from it. Adam has, has, has children, Cain and Abel, and then from them comes this guy named Seth. Seth lives for 920 years. Enosh, after him, lives for 905 years. Methuselah, after him, lives for 969 years. And then Noah comes. Now, I want to talk to you about something because sometimes vision can pass generations. Sometimes the vision that was needed for your family, your father was just a sperm donor for the vision to drop in you when you were born. Okay, just hear, just hear, please hear me, AWC. Please hear my heart. Please hear my heart and not what's coming out of my mouth. Because like, the, the, the church, I'm going to close my eyes like Pastor Martin used to do, and I'm going to turn my back. The church has made certain things too soft for us, and we don't get the concept. Some of the reason of why the people before you and your family failed is because it wasn't the vision that they needed, but you needed to, they were the vehicle for you to get here. Vision is desperately looking for someone to claim it. So Adam couldn't claim it because he fell out of grace with God. Seth couldn't claim it because he didn't know who God was. Enos couldn't claim it because his father before him didn't know who God was. Uh, Methuselah couldn't claim it because he didn't, like, because they didn't know the God from before. But then the word of God says that God found favor with Noah. Noah is 500 years old when we meet him. We always talk about the ark and the rainbow, but we really don't understand the foundation of why it's so important. Sometimes vision skips a generation. Sometimes boldness, character, consistency, the ability to finish skips generations. Sometimes the reason why your pops were, like, walked out or the reason why your moms disowned you or the reason why all the other businesses in your family like, like, didn't work or the reason why everybody else's houses in your family got robbed or got burned to the ground wasn't because they were terrible people, but the vision that God had for your family was waiting on you to claim it. Now, I need somebody to type it out. 2021, I'm claiming the vision this year. Like, this thing is not going to be walking around aimlessly anymore. Now that I'm here and know who I am, I'm claiming this thing. Here we go. Point number one, vision is desperately looking for someone to claim it. Somebody say, claim it. Point number two, vision comes with favor and favor comes with provision. There is nothing in the history of ever that God has ever given favor and not provided for. I will say it again. There is nothing in the history of ever that God has created favor for and never provided for. So if God is not providing for it, it's not necessarily that you have been cursed, but God does not have the ability to provide provision for something that he did not create. This is the problem with men at this moment is because we, we are missing this concept of how you can have a baby with somebody and not claim it. No, claiming isn't something that comes out of your mouth. Claiming is something that comes out of the act. So the reason that we have to understand claiming our vision and why it's so important is because if your vision, what God has shown you, thinks that you have disowned it, it will disown you. Genesis 6, 5 through 8. 
The Lord had observed the extent of human wickedness. He's talking about all of the people that came after Adam. Because remember, there's nobody on the earth. It's only Adam and his, his people. People say, like, where are all these mystery people coming from? They're coming from a broken man and a broken woman. This is the reason why Jesus had to die. The Lord observed the extent of human wickedness on the earth, and he saw that everything, what, how much? A piece, a little bit. Everything that they thought or imagined was consistently and totally evil. Without God's grace, we are evil. This is why we die to our cross daily, because you beat the evil of today, but there's a new evil that wakes up with you tomorrow that you have to make a conscious decision in your heart and in your mind that I'm going to manifest the mind of Christ in myself every day. This is the reason why we need to start creating mature Christians, people that know that if I can't get to the word on Sunday, I can crack this Bible open and get what I need for myself today. If no, if not one person joins with me in prayer, I can pray for myself. So the Lord was sorry. Listen, listen. His sorry is not that he regrets because God regrets nothing. So the Lord was sorry he had ever made them and put them on the earth. It broke his heart. When we look at the word sorry in the Greek and the Hebrew, this sorry means that he felt bad that we were not ready for the assignment that he gave us. God didn't make any mistakes. What the Greek of this word sorry means is that God said, I, I, I don't think that they were ready because they didn't know my character. He said it broke his heart. And the Lord said, I will wipe this human race I have created from the face of the earth. Yes, and I will destroy every living thing, all the people, the large animals, every single person. Now look at verse number eight. But Noah found favor with the Lord. When we look at this word favor in the Hebrew, we know a couple of things. That means that Noah had revelation to live his life right, that God would see him. Isn't it interesting that it doesn't say that God found favor with Noah? It says that Noah found favor with God. There are some things that destroyed your entire family, that destroyed your entire office, and you're the only one that got a promotion because you found favor with God. Every single house on your block, the water heater went out, but yours is running too hot and you burning yourself in the shower. Like, let's reduce it to the ridiculous. There are some things that are working in my life, not because I'm a good person, but because I have favor with God. So you can't hate me because I'm not good enough to orchestrate my life at all these different points. I have a God that favors every step that I take. I'm coming for y'all this morning. God doesn't destroy without providing a way of escape for righteousness. Look at your life. Anything bad that has ever happened to you, if you know God, you see him in everything. It doesn't matter what it is. If it happened in a closet where you were three, if he divorced you, if you were mishandled and mistreated, whatever it is, if you didn't, God, if you didn't see God in it, you saw it before. And if you didn't see God before it, you saw it after. But at any point in time, if you believe in your faith that there is a God that wants you to win, regardless of what happens to us, we see him in it. Somebody say favor, favor. comes with provision. Because Noah found favor with God, God decided to wipe out all of creation, but he decided to provide a way of escape for Noah. If you have made it into 2021 without so much as a scratch on your body, I want to make sure that we stand reason that it's not because of your strength. Your money was not kept because you were a financial guru. Your body was not kept because you took like vitamin D and you took the vaccine. Like, no, 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 no. The reason why I'm kept is because the favor I had for God 
provided with me all these other opportunities. Like your car should have broke down in January of last year. Like your children should have died last year. Like you should have lost all your money, but God decided, you know what? I have favor with this person. So anything that they touch, I'm going to cover. But this season of 2021, God's not just going to cover it. He's going to uncover it and cause it to grow. <laughs> Listen, y'all. Point number three. Point number two was vision comes with favor. Favor comes with provision. Point number three, listen to this. Vision causes you to prepare for something you have never seen. Last year, years before, God gave you a vision and he made a plane. I've been there before. He showed me the picture of how great it was, and I celebrated God for the picture. For the picture. But with this word called manifestation, we're taking things that are theoretically not even a thing, and we're making it into something. This season, AWC... God, I think, is asking us, what do you want it to look like? Last year, I showed you. I gave you the three-bedroom, the two-bath, and the one-car garage. But what do you need to fulfill your purpose in your life as a husband? God, we need, we need six bedrooms. And then we wait for God to respond and say something, but I think that God is just looking for us to be finished with the plan. Somebody say it. Finish the plan. Finish the plan. Finish the plan. Finish the plan. So after Noah has found favor with God, we figure out that he has to prepare for something that he's never seen before. Let me prove it to you. Listen to this. Genesis 6, 14 through 16 in the New Living Testament, it says, God tells Noah what? Build a large boat from cypress wood and waterproof it with tar inside and out. Then construct decks and, st and stalls throughout the interior. Make the boat 450 feet long, 75 feet wide, and 45 feet high. Understand this, underline 16, leave an 18-inch what? Opening below the roof all the way around the boat. Put the door on the side and build three decks inside the boat, lower, middle, and upper. Even if you come up with an idea, he has to come up with the plan. So we're going to be manifesting these things in our, in, our, in our consecration time. And you've been manifesting things even in your own, like, your own soul and your own heart and spirit. Even before it was the word of, of, for the season, like, you've already been doing this. But how many of you guys know that your vision without God's approval and plan is just an idea? This is why fasting and praying is so crucial. Because you see what you see. And when you see it, it's just sight. But when God gives it a plan, it becomes vision. It becomes something you, you can follow. Because in your life, what you see will become hazy. You'll start walking, and what you thought was so clear in, 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 uh, in February, there'll be, a rain, there'll be rain. And in March, there will be clouds. And in, in September, there will be fog. And God wants us to know, if your vision is only as good as what you see, we in bad way. So your vision has to be something that you keep in the forefront of your mind so that even if you can't see it out there, I remember what God told me. Mm. Not knowing how it's going to work and where you're going to end up are none of your business. How's it going to work? Build the, build the boat. How do I know when I'll be done? You'll know. What you mean I'll know? How, do, how, how will I know that she's the right one? You'll know if you're following the instructions that I gave you before. Because if your vision is cloudy, you can find something that God didn't want you to find. Because one thing that we have to remember 
is that Noah has never seen rain. Noah has never seen a boat. Noah does not know what waterproof means. Noah doesn't even know what tar is. Noah, remember, there have been no tools. Like, Noah doesn't know what a hammer is. He doesn't know what a saw is. But the funny thing is that Noah doesn't say anything to God. He got to work. Somebody write that out. Like, I'm getting to work this year. Because in the time that it takes me to start arguing with God, that's 15 minutes I could have used reading or watching a YouTube video or calling somebody to help me out or spending $150 to buy somebody's class on how to flip my $600 into a thousand, right? Like, God, I don't have to, I don't, you don't live in time. But while I'm in this body and this vessel, I got too much time. I have, I have no time to waste. So God, you give me the idea and I'm going to work. Somebody say, I'm going to work. I'm going to work because he's never seen rain before. Some of the things that you're going to receive or that you've already received for this consecration, you've never seen before. The world has never seen before. It's not in a book. It's not in an encyclopedia. You can't YouTube it. You can't Google it because God wants to know, are you willing to put your hands on something that hasn't even been created yet? Type this out. Do you have to see it before you see it? Because God could have used his time trying to explain to Noah something that was inconceivable until he sees it. Glory to God. There are some things that you've been thinking that you want to see, but you're not going to see it until you actually visibly see it. Dr. Monroe used to say this thing often. He would teach to us for four and a half hours, and I'm not even kidding, not even kidding. He would close about six or seven times. And then at the end of his sermons, he would say what? You'll get it when I'm gone. And we used to think get it when I'm gone is when he would leave Omaha and go back to the Bahamas. But once he started to go on vacation and people are like, he's passed away, I still don't feel it like, He's, I bet you if he walked through this door and head nodded, I'd be like, oh, yeah, Doc is still alive. It is what it is, right? But it got to this point, right, that when he was gone, now it's like, oh, I get it now. Some of you thought that when God said that you were going to be pregnant and have a baby, you thought that was it. And now your son is 20 and taking care of you. And you're like, oh, this is the reason why I had a son first. Some of y'all got married, and it wasn't until the marriage year of the 45th year that you were like, whoa, because God knew that you were going to go through a financial crisis at 46. God knew that you were going to lose your mind at 50, so you married the right person. So those 54 years in the beginning were a lot of hell and turmoil, but on the 55th year, when you lost your mind, your wife was there, and she stayed. And then you could say, wow, I didn't see this coming, because God wants us to realize something. Are you going to praise me even if it doesn't make sense? Build a boat. It's going to rain. Noah says in his head, because this is the funny thing. There are some things that you need to keep in here and not let it come out here. Noah might have thought, what the heck is rain? What is a, what is a boat? Like children, when you give them an, like a, a ridiculous task, this is what kids do all the time. They're like, how? What, what, what do you want me to do? But Noah realized something. There might have been a reason why he skipped all those guys before me. Who's to say that God didn't bring the idea of a boat to Seth? Who's to say that God didn't bring the idea of a boat to Enosh? Who didn't say that God, because God is obsessed with saving humanity. He tried to do it with Adam and it failed. He tries to do it with Noah and it works a little bit. But it wasn't until the amazing ark of God the Father, Jesus, like that Jesus was the amazing ark because all of us were inside of him and we became saved after that. Vision causes you to prepare for something that you have never seen. How many of y'all got something? I've never seen this before. Nobody in my family has been financially secure. I don't know what even, that even looks like. Don't worry about what it looks like. Worry about how it feels when God told you and use that as your fuel. Point number four, 
Sometimes the instructions don't come with an image. Think about it. God tells him 450 feet. He tells him like the dimensions and whatnot. But remember, Noah didn't go to school. Noah is not a carpenter. Noah didn't have help except from his family. And there was only eight of them. Sometimes the instructions that God is going to give you in this manifestation season are not going to come with an instruction manual, but they're going to come with one scripture. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And we see so many times in the word of God where God begins to give people things in portions. And we believe that since somebody got more, then they're better than us. But the funny thing about God is that he is amazingly perfect in all that he does. So if he gives somebody 10 million to start with, and he gives you a bucket of dust to start with, everything that you need and that person needs is in what he gave you. So the question is, if you do not have an image of what you think, maybe the idea is too big for God to show you right now. The only person in the Bible that God showed the entire vision and everything from start to finish was with himself, Jesus. The stuff that God wants to do with you, he said, I will do exceedingly abundantly all that you could ever ask or think. So if he showed you the exceedingly and abundantly right now, it would probably, you'd probably be like, no, that ain't going to happen. But listen, vision does not work hand in hand with doubt. It's impossible. So let's go to Genesis 6, 17 through 21. Noah has found favor with God. He has received his assignment from God, and now he's going to be given the image. Listen, God says, look, I am about to cover the earth with a flood. Remember, he has no idea what a flood is. He's like, what is a flood? We don't know. Like, we get water when we get it, but like, it's never rained before. This flood is going to destroy every living thing that breathes. Underline this. Everything on earth will what? Die. But I will confirm what? My covenant with you. Up until this point, God didn't have covenant with man because Adam messed it up. The only way that you were able to get back into God's good graces was that you had to make covenant with him that he would agree to. That's the reason why they would do burnt offerings and burnt sacrifices because when the smoke would go up, the way that you knew that God had accepted it is if what? If it kept going up. But if it began to hover around you, that meant that the aroma that God was smelling wasn't something that he wanted to, uh, wanted to accept. So enter the boat. This is what he tells him. Enter the boat, you and your wife and your sons and their wives. Bring a pair of every kind of animal. Now listen to this. Jump to verse 21. And be sure to take on board enough food for your family and for all the animals. Where God is going to be taking you, you need to make sure that you got the right people on your boat because you only got enough food for the people in the boat. Here, please hear my heart, AWC. Please hear my heart. I'm not saying don't be a blessing because God's going to allow that to happen. I'm not saying don't be generous because God's going to allow that to happen. When you see the mom struggling in the grocery store and she needs $25, give her 50, right? When you see somebody and they ain't got no shoes, take the shoes off your feet and give them a pair, right? Like AWC, we're doing all these great things. But what we're trying to say that when it comes to this thing called vision, what God gave you to provide for the vision, don't waste it trying to feed everybody. Because in 2020... You might have spent a lot of the food that God told you to provide for your family, feeding people that never saw the vision in the first place. God gave us 10 biscuits. There are five of us, and he said we're supposed to be on this trip for two days. That's a biscuit a day. We are not feeding little Timmy from down the street. 
because little Timmy does not live at 14756 Heavenly Road. Well, Dad, isn't that, just, isn't that terrible and dangerous? No, because the ark that we are building, God gave me the vision. And he said to put our 10 in here. Is Timmy come from these loins? Did Timmy come in the vision of my head? Did Timmy come out of your mama when she pushed you out? No. Then we are not provided for little Timmy. Oh, that's terrible. You're just being dis disrespectful towards people. No, look at your neighbor. Say, you got an ark too. Do you know what your provision is? We got 10 biscuits. Well, I only got two people in my family. Well, there's two biscuits in your family. Where they at? This next year, people are, if you're in the kingdom of God and if you're winning, one way that I want to know, this is what's going to happen. If people are hungry around me, that means that you don't know what to, what to do with what God gave you in January. The only reason why you're hungry is because you didn't do with what God gave you what was supposed to. Listen to what he said. He said, and be sure to take on a board, what? Enough food. Maybe because God wants to make sure that it's enough so that when it runs out, you don't think that you can make it happen for yourself. Isn't it interesting that God didn't say take more than enough? You can't provide for yourself outside of what God wants to provide for you. It doesn't matter if you took all the hand sanitizer in the world. God can always one-up your giving. This is the reason why tithing and offering and giving is so important. I give not to provoke the hand of God, but I give to challenge God to try to outgive me. And this is the thing. In my 27 years, the short years I've been alive, I've never outgiven God. All the things that have ever been stolen from me, every car that's ever broken down, every class that I've ever been kicked out of, every girl that didn't like me because I didn't brush my teeth that day, God has prepared a way for me over and over and over and over and over. And it's because when he gave me the instructions to provide for myself, I only ate what God gave me. I need to teach a sermon called home cooking. I'm not eating out anymore. I'm only eating what God prepares for me at the table at the crib. You want to go to get chopsticks? I can't because I'm only eating what God said he's going to provide for me. I'm on a tangent. Let's move on. The world had never seen rain before. Somebody say it. Like the world, the world doesn't understand rain. So Noah in the word doesn't waste his time trying to explain his vision to people that have never seen it. He would have wasted his time trying to preach to a group of people that didn't want to hear what he had to say. So what does that look like in 2021? You pray, you fast, God gives you the vision, you go and share it with Gertrude, and Gertrude doesn't get it. You have permission to move to the next person. 2020, we're leaving that thing of trying to explain things to blind people. Even if people on the outside of the house, you shouldn't explain it to. Leave them behind. People in the house, you don't have to explain it to them, but just show them. Because if they're in the boat, even if they don't try to help, they're still in the boat. And we're all going in the same direction, Tina. Oh, my God. There are people in your family that are going to come to Christ this year just because you live your life right, Jason. There are people in your office. The only reason why your business did not go under and people didn't furlough is because you were in your cubicle. All these parents losing their mind, losing their hair, calling us at the church because their, parent, like their, their children are losing their mind. If they're still in the house, leave them alone and get before God. Because I serve a God that my prayers will take care of somebody else's attitude adjustment. 13 years old and you don't want to come to Christ, that's okay. If you're still in the boat, we good. But if you leave this boat, if you leave this boat, daddy ain't coming to get you. If you leave this boat, the only prayers I'm praying are for what's happening in this boat. This is the year of the one that leaves the 99. You might have to let that thing go. 
Somebody scream and say, get in the boat. This is what God showed me. If you love me, just hop in. The last time that we saw water was the first time God made it in Genesis 2. It says that in Genesis that there were these things called rivers that flowed in and out of Genesis. Genesis, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, that flowed in and out of Eden. Water is a symbol in Christianity of hope, of new life, of income. This is the reason why Cain worked the ground that was so hard and dusty, because he didn't have any provision. So all of these people, Enosh, Seth, Methuselah, Cain, Abel, all of these people are trying to make something out of nothing, but they did it all without the favor of God because there was no water. So listen to what happens. Listen to what happens. This is good. He says, bring a pair of every animal. Now let's go to verse 20, 21. He says, and be sure to take on board enough food for who? Your family and for the animals. Stop trying to feed everybody with the vision that's not supposed to feed them. At our house, we eat greens and cornbread. Well, we don't like cornbread with our greens, and this is not the vision for you. There's absolutely no dialogue between Noah and God. Not to say that it didn't happen, but just to say it wasn't important. Being a son, there are some things that I don't question my mom or my dad about, not because it's, I don't want to. It's just that I've done this enough to trust that what I got to say to these folks is unimportant. Somebody type it out in, in the chat. Somebody say, shut up. shut up. The minute that God tells you, just shut up and get to work. You're going to be a millionaire. But God, shut up. Shut up. You need a person in your life that got the sit down and shut up card. You're going to have a baby. We've been trying. Shut up. Shut up. Somebody got a manifestation vision that you are going to be a supreme real estate owner. How am I going to do it? The housing market. Callate a boca. Shut your mouth. That's Spanish. Just in case for all our Spanish speakers. Shut up. Stop talking. Because the same word that you use, the same mouth that you use and the words that you do that manifest stuff that's good, manifest stuff that can act against the hand of God. You can destroy the vision that God had for you purely by saying the wrong thing at the right time. Look at your neighbor. Say, shut up. Point number five, vision chooses who it wants to partner with. When God gives you a vision, we hear, zoom in. When God gives you a manifestation, when he gives you a word, of the, a, a word for your family, that you're going to be the one that brings them out financially, you and your vision are partnered the minute that God gives it to you. But every single person that you decide to get into relationship with, your vision makes a decision if it wants to work with those people. God told me, Darren... God told me, God told me, God told me that I'm supposed to live free from the addiction of pornography. God told me I'm supposed to be living free from the addiction of marijuana and drinking or from manipulation or from lying, right? But the people in my circle don't believe that that's a good vision. The vision that I am partnered with will decide not to work because of who I went into business with with it. Any other people online that have an LLC? Any people online are in the room that you were in a business partnership. It's almost as if you, the people say that business partnerships work 50-50. That's not how it goes. It doesn't go, you do half the work, I do half of the work. We do 100% of the work 100% of the time. So your vision will work as hard as the people that are connected to it. 
This is why it is so important that Noah didn't try to attach people to the vision that he had to keep showing them it every day. This is why God said, take your eight and put them in the boat. Why would you put somebody in your boat that doesn't speak the same language? You're creating a disturbance in the atmosphere that you created. It's like me and my four and my wife, our five, are making a decision to go to Disney World, but we allow somebody that doesn't speak and doesn't see and can't hear to drive the car. Then get frustrated with the person that we didn't get to where we want to go. Then get mad at God that look what you did. And God said, I gave you the vision, but you decided to join the wrong people to it. I know this is good. I know this is good. Genesis 7.1, listen to this. When everything was ready. Somebody say when everything. everything. He's been building for all, like, like 100 years. God gave him the vision of 500. He finishes the vision at 600. Which goes to say that in this season, we're, we've never been waiting on God. We don't wait on God. Because God speaks once. Jesus didn't create outside of Genesis. Think about it. The, the last time that God said, let there be, he said, let there be life in man, and he blew into him. After that, he was done. So what that means is that all the stuff in your life through this word called manifestation is already done in the spirit. Now I got to start doing some stuff in the physical realm to start making this thing happen. But what happens when you lose sight? Remember what it said in the instructions. It says that build an ark and the funny thing is that when you watch like the movies and when you look at the pictures they have all these different windows there's the gang of windows but what did God say build an ark with one window so okay built the ark cool started to rain cool I got my people in the house in the ark cool I didn't gotta bother them but what happens when you're inside of the ark and you start to hear the people screaming coming to the ark you start to hear the water hit up against the ark. You start to hear the people that said that they were going to be with you, but they didn't get in the ark, and now they're drowning on the outside. I think the reason of why that hole in the beginning, uh, in the top of the ark was there was for Noah to grab him and his family's hands to lay prostrate before God and say, I don't know what's going on on the outside of this ark, but the reason why I have this window is that the only two places where I'm receiving information are the people that are joined with me and the God that gave me the assignment. I don't know who this is for, but this is going to set you free right here. I'm manifesting in my life. God gave me something to do. If you take your eyes off of God and the opening that he has above your head, you will begin to be persuaded by people that didn't see what God showed you. So I got I to gotta stay connected with my family. I, I, this is how I see it in the spirit, right? This is how I see it. That Noah was laying there with his family holding on to their hands and the, the boat is rocking and people outside are screaming and crying, let us in, let us in. And Noah began to, and when he began to get scared, he started to look up through the sky and he began to teach his children, look, look up. When, you, when it doesn't look like what you want it to look like around you, look up. Well, how long are we going to be in this ark, Daddy? I don't know, but look up. How long are we going to be in this ark? I don't know. The food's getting low. Then that means that we're, it's almost time to get out of here. Because remember, God said that he was going to provide for us what we need. So if we're running out of food, that means that we must be about to run into land. Come on, y'all. What if you got to the point of the reason of why your money is getting low is because God is ready to do something else with the money that's coming? What if every dollar, every check... 
Every cent that you got was for a vision, and when it ran out, that was a sign of, oh, there must be something else. Saving is a fleeting thing in the kingdom. This is, it's something that you need to practice. But we worship a God and a king. He says, what do you save for? I have storehouses on a million hills. I have cattle on a million hills. You want to go and raise a cow? Why don't you just ask me for one? Somebody say, look up. Whenever you, you and your family miss it, whenever you're dealing with, whenever you're dealing with whatever your addiction is, and you, you start to lose it, don't look around. Look up. Remember, this is what God showed me. So if I haven't beat it yet, that means, and if I haven't hit land yet, we're still moving. Somebody say, we're still moving. Number five is vision chooses who it wants to partner with. Genesis 7, 11 through 12. Listen to this. When Noah was 600 years old, on the 17th day of the second month, all of the underground waters erupted from the earth, and the rain fell in mighty torrents from the sky. The rain continued to fall for 40 days and 40 nights. Let's go back to Genesis 7 and 1. It says, when everything was what? Ready. The provision of God is waiting for you to hammer in that last nail. You can't be an author without a book. You can't write a book without a manuscript. You shouldn't get married unless you have her on paper before you see her in the flesh. Who is she? You know what she's going to look like, but what are, what's her character? Because your dad is going to lose his mind in March. Your mom is going to lose sight in September. The kid's going to lose their mind once they realize that they ain't going back to school. So knowing that everybody in this ark is about to go stir crazy because it smells like feces and you got all these different animals that are there. All these different animals going nuts, going crazy. You got lions walking past you. And the last time lions walked with you and didn't eat you was in Genesis. But we have no recollection of, the, recollection of that. It's like, bro, you got to get this lion, right? So, like, when everything goes awry, when you write it on paper, it never changes. That's the reason why you write it down and make it plain. Some of you in your house today, you need to write out what, if it was one word. If the word is go, you need to take some paint at the crib and write it on the wall. So when we get to this point in our lives when we don't know what's going on, let's all meet in the living room and just stare at the wall for an hour. Because this is the one thing I, that you have to understand. Noah and his family being in that ark for that long might have needed some counseling once that door opened up. The stuff that you and your family went through, if, you, if people around you see you and your family smiling, they don't understand the counseling that you had to go through to get to that point. All these marriages that you see at AWC, that are winning, and I saw something really silly. Somebody said, I don't see winning relationships around. Then you don't look very hard at AWC. You know who you are. And that is extremely disrespectful for you to be in the house of God called AWC and say that marriages don't win. Because three marriages last year were people that were divorced and they came together and got back together. That's the God that I serve. A couple of people's businesses failed. They started a business and hire people across the room that you wouldn't know this information that hated their guts, but they got them a bag because they understood something. You not liking me doesn't help. Why line my pockets with something that God has given me favor? AWC, we win not because we win. We win because we provide room for others to win as well. You ain't getting a bag unless your people get in a bag. I ain't got bread unless all my people got bread. Somebody say level up. level up. 
when everything was ready, then the rain came. That's why it's so important that you, that, that you choose the right people to partner with because it took Noah 100 years to build it. But if he had the wrong people, it might have taken 150 because he was distracted. You've got to have the right people in your boat because the cool thing about it in this story is that Noah was never the one to close the door and he wasn't the one that opened it. Noah got in the boat. Nowhere in scripture does it say that Noah and his six sons grabbed the ropes of the doors and closed them. No, 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 no. Because if it's a 450-foot boat, think about how much that door weighs. By scientific facts, if you watch the History Channel, and I can leave the, the link in, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the description and post-edit, but they said that the door might have weighed 15 tons. Which might say that what God wants to take you into, you can't make it happen, and you can't stop it. But the people that you have in your life can. Genesis 7, 11, it said, when Noah was 600 years old, finally the rain comes. There is some stuff in your life. It wasn't God missing the mark. It was you didn't finish. A lot of us in our lives, we put commas where God wanted us to put a period. So now we're perpetually living in the last season. Even though God is doing a new thing, he's not doing a new thing in my life because I haven't turned the page yet. There's some books that you haven't finished. You keep asking people how they're losing weight, and you still got those shoes that you bought on January 1st of 2020 that you were going to go to the gym. You're still paying for the gym membership a year ago, and you haven't gone, but you still keep asking, steady asking people, what do I need to do? Everything that you need. You don't need a word from God. You need to listen to the last word that he gave you. God doesn't, he's, he's done creating. So if you want to get some bread this year, talk to somebody that's got some. And that's holy and righteous. And that's not afraid to share with you the secrets because they didn't come up with them by themselves. They're practicing the principles in their life. If you want a better family, stop hanging out with the... Mm. If you want a better family, maybe you should be spending some time with some other people. Well, they're corny. They're whack. But they're happy. Their family's working. Well, they're white. They're happy. They voted for Trump. They're They're happy. I want to learn how to treat my wife better. I'm going to go with him. And they're struggling. Why don't you talk to some of these old men in this church that are in their, 60, their 60th year of marriage? Mr. Winston Lee, you should be talking to this man. The spirits that are around this, this room, even of the ones that passed away, Mr. Tyrants, how they stood even in sickness and were still better husbands in their sickness than they were in the entire time. Like, if you want to do it better, why don't we link up with the right people? 2021, when we get back into this building... I pray that God gives you a boldness to go headhunting. Because every facet of your life that needs to level up, somebody in this church is mastering it. And it's not always the pastor. Because we're not always available. Sometimes Joshua, not Pastor Joshua, sits in Kevin and Denise's living room. Not as their pastor. Not as their pastor, but as a young man that needs help to figure out this thing called marriage. I sit in Kylan and Rebecca's living room, not as big brother Kai Kai, but like, just teach me. I talk with the Kirkmans. 
Because she allows, like, she, like, their family understands, like, cognitive dissonance of understanding racial constructs and how they don't work. And this is how we think on this side of the table. Listen, everything that you're going to get from AWC, the tip of the iceberg is going to be the sermon. The relationships that you build in 2021 are going to prove if you're a part of the AWC nation or not. Covenant partnership is no longer just about SAT, serve, attend, and tithe. Now it's going to be SATC, serve, attend, tithe, and community. You cannot call yourself a part of AWC if you do not give back to the community. You cannot call yourself a successful marriage if you are not helping at least one unmarried couple figure it out. You cannot call yourself financially secure if you are not helping manifest financial security in somebody else. If there is any young woman, any young man in this church that is without another spouse or another person helping and you allow their children to talk back to them in this hallway and you don't say anything, you're not from the culture. Because AWC's culture provides for itself. If you don't have enough faith for it, I will manifest it for you because I've seen God work in 1998, in 99, in 2000, in 2001. You might not have ever seen rain before, but I know what rain looks like. Where we come from, we can literally smell where it's, when it's coming. There are some people that I'm teaching this message to, you already running around the house because you know that it's been that what rain smells like, and it's been raining for you for years. But for the person that doesn't know, AWC, the reason why I think that we are here is because God is going to give us a ladder rain that's going to take care of race, racial reconciliation in this city. I believe it. I believe that we're going to see the police officers that shoot people, and we're going to see the families that lost the child in this building reconcile. I believe it. I believe it. I believe that all of the abortion clinics around, this, around our area, because of the God that we serve, and I'm going to be totally honest, I believe that we can manifest a word that the children that we believe are, don't need a chance at life, that they're the ones that are going to cure cancer. The cure for HIV is in your stomach, ma'am. The cure for COVID is in your belly. AWC wins because we allow other people to win. We don't allow them to lose. I'm, I'm, I got stuck. Somebody say vision is a delivery service. It's number six. Noah and his family. Noah and his family are in the ark. And they're starting to travel. At some point, the screams become faint because <laughs> that water is getting high and those people have either drowned or they gone and it starts to get quiet in my head I start to think that as they're walking around the ark you start to hear the creak of the wood you start to hear the ocean and what used to be turmoil now is peaceful if you stick to the vision long enough the people that are nagging you won't be able to keep up with how fast the boat is moving I'm not going to waste my breath yelling at people when I just started. But when I pick up, if I pick up enough steam with this vision, it'll keep running. So at the point when you have kids, they'll be moving at a mile a minute. The reason why you think that your son or your daughter is lazy is because maybe the plan that God put in your life is actually working. My son is lazy. He's not lazy. He's actually, you've manifested that your son would not have to work as hard as you did. Maybe playing Xbox and playing basketball is the manifestation. Glory to God. This is setting somebody free. My son thinks that he's going to make a bag on Fortnite. Well, why would you work so hard to give him the bag? You worked this hard, Dad, to give him the ability to do what he enjoys. He just wants to play basketball all the time. There's a bag in basketball. 
Well, what if he doesn't make it to the NBA? Well, there's a bigger bag in training athletes. What if the manifestation of the plan working was that before you used to grind all the time? What if it meant waking up on Saturdays at 1130? I'm trying to get y'all free in the beginning of the year, so we ain't got to do a whole bunch of work throughout the year. Is that all right? When you just sleep all the time. You're so lazy. This is, the, this is the 400 year plan, Dad. Like, I'm supposed to work half as hard as you did by the time that I have kids. Like, my kids should be levitating and floating. Like, you, you had to have faith for the money to get McDonald's. Your son just assumes that McDonald's gonna be on the table. Like, don't crush the manifestation of your children because the plan's actually working. Maybe the reason why we think that our kids are crazy is because it's actually working. You want to know how crazy it would look? When Noah gets to the place where they're supposed to get and the ark opens up, if Noah would have made his altar in the ark. Let's worship the ark, children. His kids are like, Papa, we weren't in the ark with you. Well, you got to worship the ark. No, we know that that got us to where we're going, but there's a wide open world that we should go and do. Like, there's so much money that we should see. Your vision might be for your four no more in the house, but your children's dream might be the by the block. Why would you crush it? Because Noah could have became, this is, this is revelation from heaven. Noah could have became the hindrance to his grandchildren. Like the hindrance of the people that were trying to stop him from making the boat. This is why your vision has to have a long game. Your vision has to outlive you. Your vision has to outlive every single person in your family so that if you become senile, your grandbabies can say, hey, Papa, don't forget, you made a covenant with God 70 years ago. We ain't going back on that. I know that you might have Alzheimer's. I know that you might have dementia. But, hey, granddaddy, remember, this is the God that we learn, that, that we love. Remember what you told us. Maybe you need to lay back and look up at that star and look up, inside, look up, at, the, look up at the window because you act a little bit different right now. Your children aren't lazy. The plan is working. What you mean you want to go to school to be an artist? That you made all the bread so I could do what I want to. This is why you did it, isn't it not? Because the worst thing that you could do is pray for God to manifest freedom in your children and then get jealous when it shows up. That's the worst thing you could do. That's the worst thing you could do. I want my children to be free. I want their, my, my son and his, and his wife to get it together. I want my daughter and her husband to get it together. And then when they get it together, you get frustrated because you got more energy in praying for the problem than actually living in the manifestation of the reality. I gain energy by praying for something that doesn't work because I feel like I'm doing something. Some of you have been praying for your autistic children to come too. They're going to come too and your feelings are going to be hurt. Was it the prayer that was more attractive to you or your son being able to tell you how much he loves you verbally? Once God manifests the living in your marriage, are you going to no longer love your wife? Was the struggle more romantic than living in freedom? Because when those doors opened up of the ark, I'm telling you, they were probably feeling safe in the ark because they'd never seen what happened on the outside. Because if Noah and his family were inside of the ark, they never saw the flood. The door shut. They never saw the flood. They never saw the people die. They only heard. 
There are some things in your life that your children don't have fear of because they've never seen it. Why would you show them this is what a flood is? Why would you do that? Why would you do that? Hey, son, this is what bankruptcy looks like. Hey, son, this is what it looks like to, to, to be in, in, in sexual addiction. Hey, son, this is what pornography is. Why are you introducing them to something that God planted you in their life to save them from? Your children should look at bankruptcy and be like, I, I don't, I don't, I don't. Because the word that daddy manifested in 2020, and it's now 2075, is that we're supposed to manifest. Like, that's what the word, the word said that we're supposed to be financially secure. So what is, your children should, we, you have to teach children opposites. Why don't we just teach our children light? So that when they see dark, they just start swinging. Hey, turn the lights back on. What was that? Because if you learn enough about something, you'll become comfortable with it. I don't want to become comfortable with the dark. I want the first time that my child sees ignorance. He's like, hey, what's that? I don't even know how to fight this thing. But if I teach you how to fight it, you're going to be going looking for it to kill it. And it'll veer you off of the path of what God wants you to do. Somebody say teach. Genesis 8, 1 through 5. Listen. What does it say? But God remembered Noah. Honor is something that God doesn't, he, he has no choice in doing if you follow the steps. In our worship month, I'm going to teach you what heart posture is all about. It has nothing to do with what you do on stage. It has nothing to do with this. It has nothing to do with the people that are running. Because if you watch 2020, a lot of the people that do this and sing a lot, you realize their heart posture was jacked up. Another conversation for another day. Before, God did what? He favored I mean, uh, Noah favored God, and God made the decision. But in this term, God has now remembered Noah, which means that God recalled everything that Noah did in the verses before. I didn't get to it, but in this story of Noah, after every instruction that God gives, the word of God says Noah did exactly as God commanded. He didn't talk with God. He didn't communicate. He didn't communicate with his family. Hey, build the ark. Noah did what? exactly as God commanded. Shut the door. Noah did exactly as God commanded. There are going to be some things in your life, it's going to be crazy. But the people that are called to your vision, you're not going to have to explain it to them. That, so instead of looking at how much bread they have and how much influence they have, what if we in the kingdom started to judge who's supposed to help us by how quickly they get on board? Not by what they bring with them. Not, not, not by how cute she is. Maybe your wife doesn't look like how you see her in your head. Maybe it's like she's not the most beautiful thing in the world. Please, can I speak plainly? Please, please. She might not be 36, 30, 36, 12, or 36, 50. I don't even know what the diameters are, 45, whatever it is, with a big old wagon. She might not. She might look different, but God knows that what I want for you, you can't even plan for it. So what if we started as kingdom citizens, as mature Christians? I'm not talking to immature Christians anymore. I'm done. I'm, I'm really done, like, communicating, like, we tithe. Why? Eh, okay. We tithe. Bet. All right, let's move. What if she doesn't look like what you saw, Joshua? Because I was married to a woman in my head that does not even look like my wife. And if I wouldn't have listened to Christ and listened to my mom and my sister, my dad was with it, he was with me, but the women in my life were like, hey, the woman in your head looks nothing like this woman. Are you really, would you like, would you like to put all of your chips on a bet of a woman that you've never seen before? When God has shown you somebody that's trying to get on with the vision. 
Why reach over the people that are in your community or in the purple seat next to you for somebody that doesn't even know you? Your friends have been listening to your vision for 10, 15 years. Why don't you start it with them? Well, they only have 500 friends on Instagram. Well, that means that they're accessible. Your Instagram followers are not necessarily important. More so, your Instagram followers, the more that you have, it's a barrier of how quickly you can get to that person's heart. Look at your neighbor, write it in the chat. Say, build with the people around you. I've been talking to you about this vision for 15 years. Sir, you don't need a business partner. Roll over in bed and start talking to your wife, doc. Come on, man. She's your business partner for life. The other person can screw you over. But she's the one that screws you into the ground. She's the one that literally found you in Christ. Vision is a delivery service. Genesis 8, 1 through 5. They've been in the boat. He's found favor with God. God remembers him. But God remembered Noah and all the wild animals. The underground waters stopped flowing and the, torrent, the, the torrential rains from the sky were stopped. So the flood waters gradually receded from the earth. Here's another tidbit. Isn't it interesting that it rained for 40 days, but no rain got into the boat, even though there was only one hole in the top? Isn't that interesting? I'm sorry. I got, this is a tangent. But isn't that interesting that God allowed for there to be a opening, opening at the top of the boat with water all over the place, but no water got in the boat? I think that goes to prove that God wants to do some things that are ridiculous in your life so that you can't even say that you did it. Because scientifically, Pastor, it makes no sense how there was no water in the boat. If the only place, they had, it says like it wasn't just one window. It was a window at the top that went the length of the boat. How did no water get in the boat? Oh, maybe God was protecting it all the way through. God is protecting you all the way through. Maybe some of the things that you lost were things that he was trying to get away from you as dead weight to make room for what he wants to give you this year. Amen. So the floodwaters gradually receded from the earth. After 150 days, they've been in this boat. For 150 days, half a year, exactly five months from the time the flood began, the boat came to rest on the mountains of Ararat. Two and a half months later, uh, the waters continued to go down. Other mountain peaks became visible. Ararat is 16,000 feet high. When we keep reaching, when we keep reading the word of God, how many of you guys know about the Tower of Babel? I might have to talk about it in a second. The Tower of Babel, as it was built was built by uh, Noah's grandson because he tries to get to God. That's what we say. But actually, he had heard about the floods, and the reason why they were starting to build Babel was because he was a fear of another flood coming. But it was only 8,000 feet. The mountain that Noah lands on is twice as big as the one that he built. Even as we're manifesting, what you think you're going to build, what if God wanted it to be twice as big? Another story for another day. We begin the story with Noah at 500. The rain comes 100 years later after he finishes because manifestations work like this. It start, God starts when you finish. God's already, remember, we've, we, we, we work, God is the, the author and the finisher of our faith. He does the final touches. Like when you go to the dentist, you know what I'm talking about? The, the, the technician is the one that cleans your teeth. The dentist just comes in and gets paid stupid bread. Miss Anding, I love your job. I wish, I mean, I don't want all the schooling and all the work you had to do, but, you know. She comes in 10, 15 minutes and checks and walks out because she finishes the work that's already been done. God wants to finish and put the natural touches on something that you've done with your hands. There's something about it. When your child, have you guys ever had your child, like, build a, like, make a cake for you for your birthday? How do they present it to you? Happy birthday to you. 
And it's, it's, to you, it's like that's the ugliest thing. But to them, they're so proud because they get to present to you. What if in 2020, 21, we started to present to God things that we finished with our hands? Now you make it look beautiful. God can make a way out of no way, but what could he do with a little bit of help? You can't help God, but like, I want to be a hero in my own story. Last point. Here it is, and this is the part that I think is for everyone. What's the word of the year? Say it with me. Manifest. Come on, somebody stand to your feet and scream it. Manifest. Listen to this. Final point. Final point. Number six, sorry. Vision is a delivery service because the entire time, what if God wasn't just trying to save Noah and his people from the flood? But what if God knew that the only way that he could take care of humanity is if he had a man that was close to him? Maybe one of the reasons why the boat was on the mountain was because God was trying to get Noah as close to him as physically possible for this reason right here. Point number seven, God blesses what you build. Genesis 8, 15 through 17. says, then God said to Noah, underline this. Pastor, this is the part that got me. Leave the boat, all of you. You and your wife and your sons and your wives. Release all the animals, the birds, the livestock, and the small animals so that they can be fruitful and multiply. God returns back to Genesis. So through all the stuff that didn't work in 2020, take verse 17. Yeah, all the hell and turmoil and tribulation and floods and all that stuff happened. But hey, God wants you to be fruitful and multiply throughout the earth. But God, I lost my auntie. But God, I lost everybody. God I, God, I lost my house. I lost my job. God says, hey, that's awesome. But I really need you to be fruitful and multiply. But God, I'm in quarantine. That's great. That's cute too. I used to deal with, you know, boils and all types of diseases. You know, like I'm God. Like leprosy, people's arms are falling off. But you can go ahead and believe that this is the first pandemic I've seen, right? Like, Verse 20, listen to this. Then Noah built an altar to the Lord. Noah didn't praise the ark. Noah didn't go into the insurance business by building a whole bunch of arks for people to get money. He didn't go into business. The first thing he did is he fell to his knees. After everything that God provided for him, after everything that he did, because a lot of times in our Christian faith, we look at what God delivered to us and we start to worship it and we don't worship the man. Man, that's a beautiful ark. Look what this ark did for us. Noah said, no, 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 no. Let me build an altar. This is what you need to do. We start this, this consecration next week, but y'all need to start building an altar right now. Like, see yourself at the mountaintop where the, like, I know the rain hasn't even come, God. I know I don't have my word right now, but I'm going to build an altar, like, right, right now. Right, like, right now, I'm building it right now. Listen to this, right? The Lord smelled the pleasing aroma. And said in his heart, everybody thinks that God saw all the destruction around him and he decided I'm never going to do this again. Remember, God doesn't change his mind. But when we manifest things in the earth, sometimes what we do can show God that, oh, I think they might have got it. Because of the aroma from the offering that Noah gave to God, God says, never again will I curse the ground because of humans. Even though every inclination of the human heart is evil from childhood. And never again will I destroy all living creatures as I have done. Maybe the reason why God got Noah in the ark wasn't to save him from the flood, but it was to deliver him to himself. 
to put an altar and to provide a sacrifice because Adam missed the mark. And that entire time, God's trying to get into relationships. So that's what we're going to do. Listen, the word of the year is manifest. But for some of you, the word of this season and for your life is manifest. Right there in your house, in your home. Set up an altar right there spiritually. This is, it's really simple. For some of you, it's kneeling. For some of you, it's standing. What if we started the consecration spirit today? Like, you got a week to figure it out to go and, like, get your mind right and get your body right to, like, start getting your mental ready to, like, stop eating some things and to turn off Instagram and Facebook. But what if you set up an altar? God, let's put 2020 on that altar. 